the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and we're here to answer your car questions, and you're welcome to join us whenever you want. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I have a couple of people here helping me, and both of them are hairy-chested mechanics. They both have grease underneath their fingernails. Um... They have a little bit more hair than I have, but they're they're a lot younger. Kevin is the service manager from Auto Dynamics, Grand Avenue and 99th Avenue, just north. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay, and that's Derek. Derek is Kevin's boss, but they work together like peanut butter and jelly. Kevin, how long have you been at Auto Dynamics? 16 years now. 16 years. How long is your parole after that? <laughs> <laughs> how long? Just come closer just a little bit. Okay, how long have you been with the uh, family business, Derek Nyday? About 12 years. Okay. Did you work out of high school with your dad? Uh, Not out of high school, after college. Okay. Folks, this is what Chuck and I go back to 1968, your dad. I remember your dad back in 1968. I remember him and Ken Vivian. Ken Vivian has since passed. But the two of them, had they were gas station guys, and they were best of friends. And they went hunting and all that other kind of stuff. So I worked for Ken, but Chuck and Ken were Siamese twins. So when you got Chuck, you got Ken and so forth and so on. They were a pair to draw to. They were both young. They were both handsome. They were both tough with respect to, you know, the employees and, and stuff like that. So we, you, I have a lot of experience with your father. And Kevin, have you seen any shenanigans that Derek does that looks like some of the stuff his dad did? Or mm. does now? Not necessarily. Derek's a little more reserved, I think, than his father. Yeah, yeah. There's not too many people <laughs> that... that. Okay, here's the story about your dad. 602-508-0960 if you want to talk about cars. We went hunting, and there was three of us. And we took Ken's truck. And we went up to north of Williams, north of the 40, for a buffalo hunt. It's a once-in-a-lifetime draw. So Ken had the had the license, but Chuck and I went along. So... They take you out, and you have to sneak up on this herd and shoot one. Well, the buffalo is akin to a suburban, so there's no way you can do anything with a buffalo. So they have a tractor that comes and helps you quarter it. But your dad and Ken decided they don't need the tractor. <laughs> so we were there for like a day and a half, and our, our we were sawing and all that kind of stuff, and I wish they would have just. So later they came by, and they said, we'll load it in the truck for you because we know we couldn't load it. And he says, but we're going to take a quarter. And so they go, yeah, we'll surrender a quarter. So you put all that buffalo in the back of the truck, and we're on our way back to town, and it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and we're coming down I-17. 
and there's a couple of hitchhikers off to the side of the road. So Ken pulls over. Now, I'm sitting in the middle of the front seat. Chuck's on my right. Ken's on my left. He's driving. And I'm thinking, where are we going to put those kids? So they come up to the passenger window, and they say, where are you going? He goes, I'm, we're going to Phoenix. He says, you guys need a ride? Yeah, yeah. He says, well, hop in the back. So they lifted up the shell camper lid, and they dropped it down, and they went to go in. And obviously, we were leaking a little blood. <laughs> <laughs> they get in and they got they got their hands in it's a little slippery and um, then they get their feet in then they look at their hands and they both jump out of the truck and run away <laughs> the funny part about that was funnier there but where did they wash their hands and their clothes so they're walking down the highway in the middle of the night covered with what looks to be human blood it wasn't and those two guys laughed the whole way home they thought that was the funniest thing and they both admitted we just didn't think about what we were hauling we just said get in the camper we'll take you to phoenix and neither one of them had it it was on my mind (laughs) i was wondering how we're going to fit five people in a bench seat on the front of a ford truck but yeah your dad and i go back and and i was 17 years old back then and your dad had a Shell Station, Indian School, and I-17, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then from there, where did he go? Do you remember? I don't. It was another gas station, and then he ended up with the garage, and then he ended up with Sun City. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. And then he, Sun City RV, mm-hmm. and then he's still there. Yes, sir. Okay. And then he also has an RV trade-in place or sell or... Uh, called Private Party Sales. Okay. So he's he's facilitating people to sell their motorhome, and he's bringing the buyer and the seller together. Correct. It's a um, a park and sell, for lack of better words, uh, for cars, trucks, boats, RVs, um, anything you need to sell. Okay. So he's managing that. You got the auto repair shop, Auto Dynamics, Mm -hmm. and that's about, that's between the two of you? Yep. You split all the responsibilities. What percentage yours and what percentage is his? You know he's listening. (laughs) (laughs) pretty much all my responsibility okay okay i just wanted to get that out of you i just i knew alan my son wouldn't admit it but uh 602-508-0960 we're here to help you out kevin and i have quite a few years um in the dirty finger greasy finger time and kevin now runs the auto dynamics at uh grand avenue it's it's on 99th avenue just north of grand right correct and so how many years have you been there Derek? uh we've been there since 1982 1982. So that's 18 and 20. That's 38 years. Yes, sir. How do you like my math, big dog? Okay. We've got a caller. Who might that be, Gil? That would be Lenny. Lenny, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Thank you for taking the call. You bet. I've got an O2 Buick Buick Sabre. It's got 63,000 miles on it. And right to the left of the steering column, you have a driver's information center there where you can punch in different information to ask for the temperature, the oil pressure, and so forth and so on. But the, the driver's license has went blank. It went blank. It's totally blank. It doesn't work. Okay. Ever run across that, Kevin? Absolutely. We see that uh, pretty frequently. Um, quite often it's a problem inside the instrument cluster itself. Um, what it, what exactly doesn't display? Nothing. Doesn't nothing display at all. Nothing. It's, it's, black. it's just all black. It's just all blank. It's like it wasn't pl- is there Is there maybe a, a fuse that controls the whole center? I think that's that's part of the whole instrument panel. And what, is there a printed circuit board on the back of that thing? Yes. Okay. 
to to give you an idea, Lenny, we've got this big printed circuit board that that might be two feet wide that goes from the left to the right side of your instruments, and then we okay. take and screw this circuit board to different studs, small studs, to fire up the power. It's kind of tough to check the driver information center for power and ground because you really don't know where it's coming from. But there is a way to check for power and ground. But if all you've got is the driver information center that's bad and you don't have any, you haven't lost your dash light and you still have your turn signals and all that kind of stuff, it would stand to reason that that would be something that most likely you would, would have to deal with. Kevin, do you even know if they make that driver information center for that or the screen, I should say? I don't believe so, but typically when a car of that nature comes into our shop and has that type of uh, scenario we've diagnosed it as an instrument cluster problem, we'll normally pull the cluster. We can check for power and ground behind the cluster and make sure that there is power to the cluster itself and then deem it as the cluster if indeed there's power and ground. Uh, we have a mobile guy that comes out and actually does instrument cluster repair. Okay, okay. So he's going to come. Is he smart enough to know the circuit by... You know, he knows that thing you say, the driver information center's down, and he gets out his little tools, and he goes, oh, it's right here? Indeed. He, okay. his, his, that's his forte. His, he's called the guru, and uh, he's done that for us a uh, number of times, and is, we've always had good success with him. There used to be a company called Instrument Sales and Service in Phoenix that did instrument cluster repair. 16th Street, I think it was. Bingo. Yeah. I don't even know if they're around anymore. I, I don't either, but they were pretty good. Yeah. And it was, it, a lot of the GM people would say, you only have two choices. You live with it or you buy a brand new cluster. But they stepped in the middle. And there was a stepper motor problem where they were able to replace the stepper motor that fixed the whole problem. I don't even know what the stepper motor is. I know it was an integral part of display and everything. Absolutely. So it was that. But anyway, Lenny, it, the good news is, is there appears to be some mobile guys, or at least one, called a guru. But he's not going to work for, for customers because he wants the dash panel out. Correct. So he's, it's not likely that he's going to come to your house, Lenny, but if you have a garage that you deal with, ask them if they have the capabilities to, to test, remove the instrument panel, and if they know somebody from a mobile nature that comes. And then you would say something like this. You would say, I want to make sure that I don't spend a whole bunch of money and end up where I am now. So I need to make progress. And so otherwise, if I spend a bunch of money and we don't make any progress, then I'm paying for a bunch of guessing, and I don't really want to do that. So that's a conversation can I can have. Here? Can I have something here on this? Sure. On the instrument panel itself, uh, to the car more instrument, there's a, there's a, a green, green dash going across there. And if you look out for a while, suddenly it's got all kinds of garbled information going across, like it's communicating with the computer. It, it's more likely that it has some kind of a loss of power or a loss of ground because when it starts acting crazy, you're not going to really diagnose it. You're just going to go yeah. in and look for some standards. That would be a yeah. good thing to give them, but is yeah. that all the time, or is that just yeah. intermittent? Yeah, when I go in the morning and turn on the ignition, I see that green bar go on the car. Now, this is not part of the driver's This is on the dashboard itself. Uh -huh. There's a green uh -huh. bar that goes across on the left there. And you see this garbled information going across. Okay. Well, maybe it's talking to the computer. <laughs> when you're driving down the road at night, does everything appear to be normal with the exception yes. of the driver? Yes. Everything's, okay. everything's fine. Okay. That's the kind of symptom information the shop's going to want. That's what okay. you need to say. I took okay. a picture of it driving down the road at 9 o'clock at night, 
and this is what I see. And then when I've got this bar going across, then my wife steers the car when I take a picture. And then, you know, that kind of stuff. All right, you can laugh at me, but here's the deal. Kevin, a guy comes in with three pictures. Okay, mm-hmm. how much did he save himself in in test drive time and 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 diagnostic time? Quite a bit, because Quite that's bit. actually reproducing or, or he's giving us you know yeah example. So I know you're giggling at me, Lenny, but in fact, oh, I'm not that, laughing. Oh, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Um, taking pictures of the three things is better than just describing it. And I would think that the minimum you would save yourself would be fifty dollars. Would be the minimum. It could be above that. So, okay. do you have a shop that you deal with? Uh, not regularly, no. Okay, what part of town do you live in? Central Phoenix. Okay. Um, all right, north central or south central? Mid, mid central. Okay. So, um, I don't know. There's there's Martin's Auto Repair at 16th Street and then in school. Um, there's 25th Street Auto. I'm near uh, okay. I'm, I'm Clark Clark. Uh, Clark there on 12th Street in Glendale is that uh, okay? Kelly Clark is that Kelly Clark? Yeah, 12th Kelly Street Clark's there. Yeah, yeah. No. You, I I know I know Kelly, and uh, and he passed away, but Kelly Clark's is a good oh. place, and his family's running it. So yes, I think I would take it there, and just say, show him what you got, and then say to him, do you have somebody mobile that can fix it? And under the best of conditions, he's using the same guy that that uh, Kevin's using. Okay. Okay. Thanks for your time, Mark. I certainly appreciate that. No, you're more than welcome, Lenny. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. We have five lines, so you're more than welcome to use one. Again, Kevin and Derek are from Autodynamics, and they're on Grand Avenue, just north of 99th. They've been there a very long time, although you wouldn't look at it because neither one of them has a gray beard. But... I've sent a lot of people to you, and you've always made me made them happy, which, of course, makes me happy. <laughs> so anyway, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. America is proud of our veterans and the brave sacrifices they have made to protect our freedoms. Freedom is not free. According to the Department of Veterans Affairs, last year, an average of 17 veterans per day took their own lives as a result of mental illness or post-traumatic stress. The price these courageous men and women pay often go well beyond the common treatment of traditional medicine. That's why 960 The Patriot is proud to tell you about Instruments for Success, a local veterans organization that is saving lives every day through the gift of music. You can help Instruments for Success by donating any new or used instrument like a guitar, an amplifier, keyboards, drums, trumpets, saxophone, flutes, sheet music, and more for a complete list of items needed. To find a drop-off location near you or to make a monetary donation, please visit instruments, the number four, success.org. Sponsored in part by our friends at Phoenix Body Works, proudly supporting our courageous veterans. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell, self made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. Listen every Saturday at 12 o'clock noon, right here on AM 960, The Patriot. 
vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Students who read, and are read too, do better in school and in life. Every child can learn to read, and reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. The mechanic raised up from under my hood and he shook his head and said, this ain't good. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and sitting here to my left is Kevin, who's the service manager for Autodynamics, Grand Avenue, just west of 99th Avenue. Next to him is Chuck, Chuck Nyday. Derek, this is your father. Yes, sir. Have you ever regretted (laughs) I'm kidding, of course. (laughs) How are you, Chuck? I'm doing good. Good, good, good. I think you should be really proud of him because there's been times I've sent people to his shop and I always get nice compliments. So I don't always get compliments, but only maybe three a year are mad about the experience and it's never happened for you, Derek. So anyway, we're going to go to the phones because we've got callers right now. Can you bring Jerry up for us? Okay, Jerry, good morning. Yes. Hello, Mark. Yes, sir. Um, I've got a uh, single axle... 3,000-pound trailer that the tongue, the section that goes just over the top of the ball, is cracking. Um, but the rest of the connection is fine. Now, do I have a big issue, or...? Well, here's the deal. I want to ask you something. Does the cup fit over the top of the ball, or is it a clam shell? No, it's a cup that fits over the top of the ball. Okay, is that whole tongue assembly, it's only going to be about 12 inches long. Is that welded or bolted to the tongue of the trailer? That's all completely welded up. Okay. It's all solid. I can't possibly tell you if it's safe or not. Um, I can tell okay. you that what I would do is take it to a, a welding shop, and it's either going to be a 2 or 2 and 5 sixteenths ball. And I would mm-hmm. say to them, I want you to torch off this one and put a new one on it. They come with a square butt on them. So they'll right. just lay it down over your pipe or over your tongue and re-weld it. But as far as me being able to tell you if it's safe or not, I think you should err on the on the side of safety. 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I just figured I'd weld it up real quick and use it because I gotta gotta use it for a couple of days before I can get it to a shop. So, well, do you, uh, how good of a welder are you? Oh, well, I'm a pretty mediocre. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you gonna weld the top part of the hitch to where it's cracked? You said. Yeah, I'm just gonna weld up the crack. Okay, from the top. Yeah. Okay, so you're not going to kind of interfere with the bottom of it that rubs on the ball? Nope, not at all. Okay, okay. All right, well, good luck to you, Jerry. Good luck to you. And David, you're up next. How can we help you? Hello. Yes, uh, thanks for taking the call. Appreciate it. I am in the process of buying a new car, and as everybody is unsure about, uh, it's a used car, so it's not brand new. It's 17, it's got 38,000 miles. And I guess what I, my concern is is how... Or is there a place that I can take it to, I don't know, if over the weekend or first available is Monday, to have someone look at it and say, yeah, you're doing okay. This is good. Sir, this is Kevin with Automotive Dynamics. Um, most shops do do pre-purchase inspections. For instance, we do out at our shop. Um, and we normally charge about $25 to do a pre-purchase inspection, which includes looking underneath that vehicle for any kind of leaks, any kind of obvious mechanical repair we look for any signs of um, you know collision um, possibilities and things of that nature and uh, that way we can tell you if there's something that you know stands out that's a red flag that might be you know something to be wary of before the purchase mm-hmm. and and I'll kind of dovetail in behind him David almost everybody you called it a pre-purchase inspection yes sir and there's safety inspections and used car inspections everybody has a different name for it you guys are kind of cheap at $25 <laughs> I'm just telling you, uh, if I if they would have asked me the range, I'd say 75 to 125. Now, do you, if you check the underside, do you check it for codes? We don't normally uh, scan it unless, okay. well, depending on the year, make and model. If it's an older vehicle okay. and, you know, what have you, with 30,000 miles, there's probably not as much I'd be concerned about as if it had 130,000 miles. Okay. So these are the things that separate everybody. There's guys out there that do scans. They do tailpipe emissions. They do fuel pressure. They look at maintenance records. You know, they do all that. Sure. And they rip the car apart. And, and the idea is, is this thing has $800 worth of work it needs now. So negotiate the sale of the car with that that idea so it's it's kind of like that you you can use pre-purchase inspection used car inspection but what you say to them is is i want you to to tell me everything that's wrong with the car right now and that will be wrong with the car in the next couple months (laughs) and that's that's what it, it really boils down to kevin of of all those inspections you and derek do how many of them bear fruit for the customer as far as deeds or? No, yeah, as far as you say to them, this is a really great car, as opposed to this is a huge rolling pile of manure. It's about 50-50, to be honest with you. With a car with 30,000 miles, I mean, a tw- uh, 2017, more than likely, if somebody has taken care of that car for the few years that, of you know age that it is, it's still in pretty good condition. And one of the things that we'll look at also is the maintenance schedule. At 30,000, what does that car do for? And has it been done or has it not? Sometimes you can see that on a Carfax, depending on where the car was serviced prior to, and sometimes you won't know. So we prepare the customer also. Say that we found... Um, nothing wrong with the car, but again, we pull up a maintenance schedule and say, here's what you'll be looking at, though, as far as this mileage interval. Needs a transmission service, manufacturer recommends, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and this is what the average cost is okay. to have that service done. Uh-huh. Now, who's paying for the Carfax? That's a good question. Okay, because I was going <laughs> to say, you don't have that in your 25 bucks. <laughs> no, 
there, you know what? They say we, there's a car, there's a Carfax on it uh, that they have and provided, but I don't have all the details of it. So okay. I think I'm just getting a, a, a sugar-coated version. Well, and the Carfax gives you owner one, two, three, four, five, and it tells you mileage. And it, and there's only there's probably fifty percent of our industry reports our service to the Carfax people. I don't because they're going to use it to market my customers. So the, the Carfax, it'll say, I went, I saw one the other day, and there was a car wash here in town, and it had 19 entries for oil changes. Mm-hmm. This is a car that had 200,000 miles that the, one of the tires fell off. So I, I was amazed that they had gathered that information, and I just numbered the oil changes one after the other. But I've seen, just like you guys, I've seen Carfaxes that shows the car's got a salvage title. I've seen Carfaxes that show that the mileage isn't correct or that there's a discrepancy. So that's why it's nice with a Carfax. If you're going to buy that car and take it for a, a used car checkover, you tell them to give you a copy of the Carfax. Okay. Just tell them I want a copy of the Carfax, and I'll pay for the pre-person inspection and take a picture of my driver's license, and here's my cell phone number, and I'll be back in a couple hours. Yeah. So. All righty. Well, okay. I appreciate it. And uh, so you're you're on Grand Avenue is what I heard? Grand yeah. Avenue at 99th on the northwest corner. I'm and in South Scott, so yeah. not, not closer. And, then, and I want to tell you something else, too. You don't let him warm out on you on that 25 bucks. <laughs> he, he's going to raise his price as soon as he leaves here. <laughs> but, but, but you get the $25, David, okay? All right, you too. Well, All appreciate right. your show. Thanks again. You betcha. You betcha. There's other good shops in the Valley other than Auto Dynamics. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing's been around since 1970. Both Thelma and Brian come from families who poured gas and delivered gas and worked on cars in 1968, which is where I met the Thompson family. I don't think Brian was even born back then. But anyway, he's on Main Street just east of Stapley. He's on the south side of the road. Brian and Thelma own and operate it. You couldn't find two nicer folks. And they're the only shop in Mesa that I can really recommend. There's guys out there that are good, but I'm looking for the best. So when it comes to top-notch shops for Mesa, my Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is the place I would suggest you be. We'll be back right after this. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Arizona Army National Guard. Aired by the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Have you thought about investing in real estate but don't know where to start? 
thinking about a home-based business to create a financial future that you control? Tune into Wealth Empowers with Dr. G and Kevin Lawrence, Sundays at 7 a.m. You'll learn the mechanics of real estate investing so that you can avoid the typical pitfalls and eliminate the trial and error that many unseasoned investors encounter. Don't wait. Take control of your future. Tune in to Wealth Empowers with Dr. G and Kevin Lawrence, Sundays at 7 a.m. Hey, guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cords. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Zeros and ones. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. You don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no, what are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels. At the end of the day, it's 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. If you'd like to call us and uh, give us an idea about a car question or problem you have, then you have three of us here. Well, I'm not going to count Chuck, but three of us here that have grease under our fingernails. Um, you don't have much grease under your fingernails. Okay. All right. Well, I'll help you put the headphones on, and we'll go like this. How's that? Okay. I'm going to turn you on now. Cause... So let me see your fingernails. Oh, okay. He's missing um, one finger, and he's, there's no grease in the fingernails, Derek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, when you shake your head, you have to say yes. <laughs> well, look at mine. Okay. It's the same way. It's Those the same well, way. Well manicured. Yeah. His are? Yours are. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Tell that to my wife. Okay. All right. Um, we're going to pull your mic away just a little bit. Anyway, 602-508-0960. If you'd like to, to chime in or ask us a car question, 602-508-0960. Strictly Diesel is up on I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. What's important about Strictly Diesel is he does a great job on diesel trucks. He's a diehard diesel service repair and parts place. They work on both foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. Chevy, Ford, Dodge. They're really, really good. So if you've got a diesel problem nobody else can fix, then I would probably talk to Nate at Strictly Diesel, give him the symptoms. 
He doesn't care what the guy around the corner says is wrong with your car. Just give him the symptoms, and he'll explain to you how they would approach that. So Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. And Nate is a guy that's, I think he stands seven feet tall, Derek, and he has hands like tennis rackets. <laughs> he's a really big, handsome kid, but when he shakes your hand, it's like he's shaking your fingertips to your elbows. Oh, wow. He's just a big guy, but he's exactly like the kind of guy you hope your daughter brings home. You know what I mean? That's the kind of guy he is. He's married, so we're not going to try to fix him up, but um, that's the way it is. So, Derek, you're the one that sits, and you're the lightning rod for autodynamics? Yeah, the yeah, the guy behind the scenes. Uh, are, are you the lightning rod? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So all the all the stuff that flows downhill ends up on your desk to some extent. To some extent, yes. Yeah. That's no different than any other shop. There's always somebody that's, and I'm not trying to do a visual. Somebody sitting in the tower that the crap that doesn't go downhill, it goes uphill. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, so you deal with customer complaints. Definitely, yes. And and right now with the way we are. Kevin, you and Derek, how about parts? Have you seen any effect on parts since we've been in this pandemic? To be honest with you, very little. Okay. I know some of our suppliers have cut down on their staffing, so some of the drivers, you know, they, they've either gone to part-time or, you know, furlough and things of that nature. But we, so far, thank goodness, have not had a whole lot of parts delays or problems. Now, I know some of the manufacturers and the dealers, some of those can be a little tricky. Yeah. But for the most part. I agree with you. I agree with you. There's three big dogs in town, Factory Parts Plus and World Pack. Um, I won't tell you who I talked to, but I talked to two of them, and they talk about they're north of 50% down. And I also talked to a shop owner the other day that had three cars in a day, Mm -hmm. and he's used to considerably more than that. So our industry's taken a beating. But we're not really prepared to disinfect our waiting rooms <laughs> and to deal with the transfer of the car between them and us and then us to them. So like many others, we've developed, you know, the Lysol regs and the technicians are wearing gloves and, you know, we've got them in the masks and all that kind of stuff in an effort to kind of draw that line between us. But we only have three chairs in our in our living room where our customers serve. We used to have 10 or 12, so we got them spaced 10 they still pull them up next to one another and yak. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then we have the line in front of the thing, in front of the counter, and they'll still walk past the line yep. and put their hands on the counter. So then we put those splash shields in there. Mm-hmm. One guy just moved the splash shield out of the way. <laughs> it's okay. It's, we're all, none of us are used to this. Right. So, Chuck, when did you first start doing business in the gas business? I think that's where you started, in the gasoline business? Yeah. Yeah, I, I um... Uh, well, my first business was on Indian School Road in the freeway. Okay. I started it on uh, Friday the 13th of May, 1972. Okay. So that was back when the Dead Sea was still sick. Okay. But I knew you in 1968 when you and Ken Vivian are friends. Right. Okay. Where were you working then? Um, in 68, I probably just started with uh, Standard Oil, California. You know, I had company stations back then. Okay. And then... Um, uh, you know, stayed with them, became a manager of one of the stores, and and uh, uh, just decided to, when Ken moved up here, um, I got fired from Standard Oil of California. That's oh, a, that surprises the hell yeah. out of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a story in itself, you know, the, the rules and regulations. But anyway, um, but I was their number one store for 
a long time. And um, and the reason being, but one great story. But um, uh, then I came up here and you know uh, obviously met uh, uh, Ken. Said, uh, "Well, come on up here and see if we can't get together." And then I started uh, uh, that station on Seventh uh, Avenue in Bethany with him. Mm-hmm. He, he had the backing to do it, and uh, so I started that until uh, ran it for a few months until. You know the area was so bad back in '72. You know, a lot of, a lot of crime in that area. And got robbed 11 times in three days, and I said, I don't think this is for me. So we got out. And he had his uh, his gas pump jockeys carrying money in their pockets. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't buy him a cash register. So <laughs> I'm kidding you, of course. We had a, we had literally had a safe mounted inside one of the canopies uh, poles to bring in money so they wouldn't take it. It was a, it was a tough area. My last day at work there, uh, last day of, of, uh, I had the station, uh, The um, one of the employees, nicest guy in the world, was working graveyard shift, and somebody came in, and uh, I don't think they tried to run whatever, but they shot him, and I got a call that uh, you're, I had to get out of the station. It just it didn't kill him, thank goodness, but... Um, I just said, boy, this is enough of this. It's just a bad area and tough area of town okay. back then. Now, you'll notice he just glossed right over the fact that he got fired from Standard. <laughs> <laughs> and they were wrong. you got to know Derek. Derek is Chuck's son, oh. so we are commiserating between the two of them. Yeah. And, and, and I, like I told you about the, the Buffalo story, your dad was there, and, um, and, and he was part of the conspiracy. Um, I was just an innocent 12, 15, 16-year-old right. kid. Oh, I was. Sure. I looked at the age difference. <laughs> uh, I was probably 16 years old when I started working for Kent and Vivian. Yeah. And uh, and the two of them were a pair to draw to. But you guys went hunting and fishing a lot together. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so. What I was remember, a buffalo story? I'll uh, tell you later. Okay. All right. All right. Never heard that. It, 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 story. <laughs> him, and, him and Ken went to, him and Ken went to hunting. And Ken had said, I got a load of gas coming in. It's 9,000 gallons of gas. And I said, okay. I figured he left a check on the table. So the, the guy dumps 9,000 gallons of gas, and we got no money. <laughs> and he's not happy. <laughs> so the next day, um, Ken called the bank, and the bank let me have a blank check to write for the gas and put it in his account. So then I took it to the, the driver next day. So anyway, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question or car problem, we welcome your call. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, Mayor Jolivitz will explain why the proposed national unity government in Israel will be anything but. The title of his talk is Israel facing a future fraught with challenges more threatening than any virus. Don't miss this important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Introducing the YMCA. What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the Y for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the Y... Someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the why. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive 
all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that. So while you might think of the Y as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the Y. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by feedthepig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up? Giving up on what? The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and Tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, my name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday we're here from 10 to noon talking about car and car repair issues, and you're welcome to join us. You're welcome to call us and tell us I've got this kind of car and this kind of problem, and then we're going to ask you questions like, when it's it vibrates, do you feel it in your butt or do you feel it in the steering wheel? And you're gonna and we're gonna say, does it always do it in the morning? Does it do it after it's warm? Those are the kinds of questions, and then we can kind of narrow it down and give you some advice on how to talk to your shop and tell you that it could very well be this and it's likely to be in this area. That's the kind of stuff we're good for. We've got Kevin, who's the service manager of Auto Dynamics at Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. We have Chuck here, who's the big dog of the uh, of the Auto Dynamics, and then his son, Derek's the gen- general manager. Working for your dad's kind of tough, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> it's, well, wait, wait, wait till your son gets old enough, and then, and then he's going to say, you know, you're just like Grandpa, and that's what I'm hearing now. Oh, well, I got two girls, so. Uh, oh, you know, you know what? I, I, my Andy's my daughter, and and she's turned into you know something my wife and I never imagined. Not because she was a girl, because she loved to play volleyball and she was good in school and stuff. But now her and my son are running it, and they're they're doing a probably a better job than Renee and I did. So let's go talk to Hector. Hector, good morning. Yes, sir. Um, I have a one Nissan Sentra that starts idles and then stalls, but when I take off the inlet tube from the throttle body and disconnect the uh, the mass the mass sensor, it runs and idles, but I can't keep it on any other way. Are, are you sure it's the map sensor? It's not usually on the throttle body. Could it be the throttle position sensor or the idle air control motor? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I disconnect the whole inlet tube, but I, would, I also have to disconnect the mass sensor from the... Uh, from the inlet tube, um, also, and to keep it keep it on, to keep it going. 
Okay, the inlet tube, is that the fresh air tube from the air filter to the mouth of the engine? Yes, yes, sir. Okay, so is this sensor in that tube? Yeah, the actual mass sensor, the, okay. the mass airflow sensor that's in the tube, yeah. Okay, okay, well, I heard map, and you're talking about map. That's okay, no, it's my yeah. fault, it's not yours. So I don't know. See, the thing of it is, is, Kevin, we would hook up a scanner, and we we would look at at the readings, and at, at idle, we're, we need, just for just for customer's sake, we want to see five to ten at idle, and when we stuff it to the floor, we want to see forty or fifty, and that's grams of air that it's inhaling. So when you take it off, I don't know that that's a valid test. I don't know that that would condemn the mass airflow sensor. Um, I I don't. I don't think it's a good idea for have you priced a mass airflow sensor? Yeah, it's like a hundred dollars, hundred and thirteen. Okay. If you want to guess, you can. I want you to make sure that between where the mass airflow sensor is and the mouth of the carburetor or the mouth of the engine, I want you to make sure that duct work has no leaks at all. Does that make sense to you? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. all the air that goes into that motor has to go past that mass airflow sensor. So if the mass airflow sensor is here and six inches behind it, we have a big old air leak, then the mass airflow sensor can't measure that air that's unmetered. So, you know, I don't know what to tell you. That's not a test that, that uh, we, we, would, we would do. We wouldn't come to a conclusion. Right, Kevin? Right. The thing is, with that uh, type of scenario, um, has anyone scanned the onboard computer for trouble codes? You know what? The there's no engine light. I bought that one blue driver uh, scan machine, and I tried that, and nothing comes up. And and I can't keep the car on long enough to actually do it to to scan while the car's running. Okay. Um, so even without a check engine light on, does not mean there's not a trouble code stored. Quite often there can be codes stored, but they're not hard fault uh-huh. codes. With a generic type scanner, you're not always going to see that. The things that we look at. Oh. Um, is with a professional type scanner with the well a sometimes we can see codes that a generic scanner will not but the other part of it is we look at parameters which is what kind of what mark was explaining before um if we can have the car running or keep it you know running with a scanner hooked up there are different um things that we look at um, that are called parameters that certain sensors and things of that nature need to be within certain ranges to be in either either good or bad it's 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 two things. You can look at the code, and that and that's kind of knowing that you have a fever, okay. But the okay. Uh, scanners we have cost thousands and thousands of dollars, and we can go look at the mass airflow sensor. So, like I said, we want let's pretend ten grams of air at idle, and then when we throttle it up and hit it to the floor and let it go, then we want that to go from ten to a hundred, and as soon as we close it, it goes back to ten. So we're going to watch the performance to make sure that the signal is being sent by the MAF, MAF, the mass airflow sensor, but sending it to the computer, it still has to control the fuel delivery. And the computer controls how much fuel it is based on how much air is being sucked into the engine, and this all happens like 20 times a second. So our scanners give us the ability to look at downstream where the scanner you're likely to have, and people use the word scanner, it's a code reader, um, it, it's just different. It's kind of like you have a fever, but we can go in and, and see where the fever's at and all that kind of stuff. So, Kevin, a diagnostic, he brings it in and he says, tell me what you think I, I need to replace, and I want to replace it myself. What's the, uh, what's the estimate? Okay, so talking about wanting to just plain replace a part without 
diagnosing it actually? No, he, let's pretend he comes to you or any shop and he says, I want you to check it out and tell me what's wrong. Okay, so a diagnosis starts at about 120 bucks and, and escalates from there. Okay. It, it really you know, depends on time spent, how many codes we have, and what all we're having to you know, accurately test. Okay, so he doesn't have any codes. So let's assume we're not going to chase codes. So at this particular point, we're looking at our scanners and trying to figure out where the disconnect is between what's moving to the engine. He could have a fuel problem. Absolutely. He could have a fuel problem. Sure. So the real question is, is it an air problem? Is it a fuel problem? Is the fuel pressure regulator falling on its face? Does the EGR open up and kill the motor? We've got all these dynamics that we, because that's what happens and, and makes it happen. I'm thinking that the 75-125 is a good range to be in, and I know we are the same. So it's kind of like, um, uh, if I use it all, I'm going to call you, but many times I'm not going to use it all. Right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking most of us are going to be able to track that down within one hour of time, and if their labor rate's 135, then it would be 135. Absolutely. So that's what I would do, Hector. Do you, where do you live in town? I'm in Santan Valley, but I'm going to bite the bullet and take it down to... Um, whatever shop you recommend right now. <laughs> okay, w- w- where do you go in Phoenix? Um, do you do you when you come from Santana? Are you you coming north and grabbing the sixty, or are you going west, or where are you going? Well, I have taken it to a. I think you mentioned a shop on Main Street. I've taken it there a couple of times. Okay. Um, Thompson's, I think. Thompson's. It is. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. he's a good guy. Okay. I don't have anybody, that Santan area, I don't have anybody. So if they're going to be in that part of the town, Central Mesa, then them. Um, I kind of take the Warner and I-10, but that kind of sweeps. We split that area in half. And so we just don't have anybody down in that area that that um, has been able to pass the test, so to speak. Okay? Well, but they, anyway, they I strongly okay. suggest that you, tr- if you're happy with Thompson's, go back there. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, you're welcome. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Kevin, the service manager at Autodynamics, and they're on Grand West of 99th Avenue. Then we got Derek. Derek sits here. According to Kevin, Derek, um, you show up late and you leave early. Um, I'm just trying to get him a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing, isn't he? He's he laughing. Is. Yeah, that isn't true. It's not. Okay. All right. And you've got a couple of youngsters. I do. Uh, uh, two girls, three and a half and two and a half. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, they're uh, they're a lot of work. They're not anything near when they hit 16. What you got right now is nothing compared to what those girls are going to turn into between 16 and 20. I can imagine. You're not going to be very smart when they turn 16. Only they're going to be nice to you, so you'll sign for their <laughs> driver's license. But you should be like all the rest of us. Here's the deal. the The kid comes to and you insist he comes to the door and asks for you when he takes her out on a date and so it's a joke that you you know you're cleaning a gun in the living room when he comes in (laughs) those are all the old things that we used to talk about but what worked well for me was i would shake his hand and then i would look him straight in the eye and say what time are you planning on getting her home and the one guy i really liked he said Mr. Salem, what time do you want me to get her? <laughs> Everybody else kind of made up a time. And so, my, you know, my daughters would get mad at that. But it, it, it's okay. It's fun to be a dad. Some of the guys would just kind of look them in the eyes and growl. You know what I mean? Right. Well, when you're a 16-year-old kid, <laughs> it kind of impresses upon you what, you know, the father is expecting. So you'll have a lot of fun because you got two girls. Can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. You know, we'll talk to you in 
how old are they? Three, three and a half, and two and a half. Okay, well, we'll we'll talk to you when they're sixteen <laughs> and see how well you love that. Okay, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Chuck, it's been a long time that we've known one another, and uh, and I, I I don't know who's been in trouble more, you or me. Oh, I'm guessing me. <laughs> You're guessing you? I'm guessing. You know, I don't know. You know a lot of years in business, that's for sure. And you you stumble over, you know, you, you learn from your mistakes, and uh, uh, you make a lot of mistakes along the way in 47 years of business. You know? Yeah. That's just uh, part of uh, growing up in business, I guess. It's it's learning from your mistakes. The opposite is is making the same mistake over and over again and never learning from it. Yeah, that's true. You know, I remember at the gas station in 1968, remember the quick change artists? Uh, Those guys that would come in and give you a 20, and then you're counting out the money, and they go, oh, wait a minute, let me give you a 10. Oh, wait a minute, I'm going to give you the 20 and the 10. By the, and I got hit by one of those. Yeah. I mean, he had me so, and it was a great, a great thing. I mean, the way he performed, he just took all the money. He was good. And so Ken showed up. And he was really mad at me. Oh, yeah. And I said, okay, why don't you teach me, you know, how to, what do I do after that? And he goes, I can't teach it. They've never hit me before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're mad at me. And I was a teenager back then. I was 16 years old. But that was the one of the things on the freeway. That was one of the things that we saw a lot of was the quick change guys. Mm-hmm. So we were taught, take their money, put it in the till, and that's it. And if there's going to be any transactions, oh, wait a minute, take this 20 and break it in half, then it's you've already given them their money back, and then you take the 20, and then if they want anything more, it's no. I only can open the till twice. Yeah, a lot of employees got, got caught with that. I'm sure you did. Oh, my personally. Yeah. I yeah. personally. I remember one night, though, I think you and Ken were in his 442, his Oldsmobile, and you were sitting at the intersection of Broadway and Priest. I was sticking the tanks, and folks, when you stick the tanks, you have this long piece of wood, and you drop it down in the tank, and then when you pull it up, it says 60 inches. So you have 60 inches of gas in the tank, and we knew that how many inches and quarter inches was gallons, so you looked at this thing. So Louie was, um, <laughs> Louis was sticking the tanks, and I pretended I, I was going to come and take over for him, so I pretended like I was going to run him over. Now, I didn't expect him to jump on the stick. So it's like a pole vaulter. He jumps up and he's holding <laughs> the stick. So I'm kind of, whoa. And he breaks the stick and he falls down. Oh. But you and Ken were at the traffic light and Ken saw that and he wasn't happy. <laughs> he, he wasn't happy because we broke his stick. <laughs> he wasn't happy that I drove fast at Louie. And so, but one other real quick story. Louis was working on a car, and he was underneath the car, and they had the big metal grate with the grease pit below it, and it had little holes in it. Sure. And uh, you, this is how we learned. Louis was smoking as he did his thing, and then he took his cigarette, and he dropped it over his shoulder and put it in the hole. Hmm. Well, it's a pit full of oil and gas. So it blew up, and the plate just slammed him up against the car. Then when the plate fell down, it slid to the left, and he fell in the pit of old oil. And none of us ever smoked and dropped a <laughs> cigarette. It <laughs> <laughs> ain't no wonder Ken was always <laughs> angry with you. He was angry like that going on. I didn't have anything to do with that, Chuck. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. You'd like to call us. We'd like to hear from you. We'll be back. 